Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. My name is Paul. And my name is Ken. <laughs> it's over to you, Ken, for this week's topic Office Speak. <laughs> Now, this is something that, thankfully, I don't have to put up with too much of, despite the fact I do work in an office. <laughs> but the people that I work with are largely human beings. I detest office speak more than I can scream <laughs> off the top of a tall building into other tall buildings. Where has this come from, exactly? This bizarre set of words that people use in boardroom meetings and in group chats and and meetings that they have. Nobody in the real world speaks like this. Let's circle back. Blue sky <laughs> thinking and let's have a deep oh. dive. Every now and again, one will trickle out. It'll escape into the real world like <laughs> guesstimate. Now, <laughs> but I can't actually give you that figure. I'll just give you my best guess. Hey. Eh? You know, like a, an estimate. Sorry? You know, a guesstimate. Oh, I'm with you now, yes. <laughs> yeah, now that you've got that portmanteau out there, I can understand. I wasn't as sure what those other two words meant. Let's crudely weld them together. So it's not a major, not a major thrusting LGBT issue, but it's just indicative of the wider whole of as how people speak in an office mm. and in emails to each other compared to how they speak in real life. I think a lot of it, I, I remember at the time uh, during lockdown, <laughs> I saw an awful lot on Twitter and Facebook and a whole thread devoted to this. People that suddenly found themselves listening to their partners working from home. Yeah. And I'll never forget one woman, and she said, who would have ever guessed that I was married to a let's circle back kind of guy? <laughs> so I, mean, I think your office is a little more, um, what shall we say, not diverse, but socially, temporally aware of the current state of things. <laughs> the, the temperature gauge in your office seems to be geared far higher than mine is, despite the fact that we've got a wonderfully diverse office. But I think your place is going to be littered with far more of this than mine, I think. There is an awful lot of it, yeah. And it, it is ridiculous. I think I messaged you a couple of weeks ago because I was in a a particularly tiresome meeting where the phrase five bar gate had been used, but it had been used about five different times. Each time Completely. it had a different meaning. <laughs> None of them had anything to do with a gate. It was just like, I don't, why are you using it? One person said, we were talking about changing a process. And if we, if we do do this, it's a whole different five bar gate. And he's like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It's funny you should say this because my boss listens to Nine Bob Note. So, uh, hi, Stephen. And he brought this up the other week. And I thought, I said to him, this is a perfect episode of Nine Bob Note. So you will be getting, uh, you know, keep your ears peeled because this, keep your ears peeled. Keep your ears open for this one. He detests it as much as I do. And you can just see the the sort of withering interior looks, you know, the, the internal <laughs> screaming that goes on when these things are trotted out. In because we don't, I mean, everything's called something different at work. Group meetings at our place are called tibs. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sort of one-to-ones are called PIDs. I don't know what these <laughs> No idea what they, they stand nope. for. Personal interaction, development, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, you know, team information, briefing, perhaps. Uh, no, nobody has a clue. It's just accepted that that's what they're called. Yes. Now, give me some horrific examples of some of the crap that you have <laughs> oh. your place. I think Five Bar Gate might actually be the one that my boss mentioned. Because <laughs> I know that it, it was just withering that day that everybody was suddenly... Because it's like any buzzword that gets banded around an office. That's the latest thing. We'll use this all the time. Mm. Yeah, the one that you did mention before, which I have a particular bugbear about, is deep dive. Let's have a deep dive into this. And why... why? <laughs> Just say what we're going to do. You know, there's the classic of uh, blue sky thinking and thinking outside the box, which is one of those that has trickled into sort of everyday use. One that I absolutely hate. It's not really one that is necessarily business speak as such. Going forward... This is, you know... Th- uh, surely that <laughs> has to be accompanied by a hand gesture. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, of course, of course. Everything that we're going to do is going forward. You can't go into the past. You can't go backwards and do do things. It's just a completely redundant way to start a sentence. Just say, this is what we're going to do. Going forward, this is what we're going to do. Well, obviously, I'm not going to do it yesterday. It really annoys me. Largely, I think, because... One of the people, and and it, this is actually not from where I work at the moment. It's from where I used to work. It was it was somebody, uh, one of the managers, who really, really annoyed me. And, and <laughs> not that that coloured it anyway. <laughs> no, but that was something that she she was there. It's like, well, there's a lot of unnecessary things, and you do get it in meetings where people feel the need to say something so that they, you know, they get their voice heard mm. in the meeting, but they don't actually bring anything new. They just They're not bringing anything to the table. No. <laughs> In my council days, I was surrounded by people like that to the point where one particular meeting I remember saying, and I was chairing it, and I said, if you've got nothing to say, say nothing. Mm. We don't have time for you to put your hand up and say, I'd just like to say I agree with that yeah. point, because this is a three-hour meeting, and we don't need to know. And there's an awful lot of... I must be seen to be contributing, even though I have nothing at all of any meaning, of any value to say whatsoever. Yes. But also, I don't know anybody that actually likes office speak, and yet it seems to be the dumb thing to use it. And if you don't use it, you're somehow not part of the club or you're not a a team player or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those things I I always try to avoid because I don't want to be one of those people who use it. But yeah, some people just seem to to love it and they do latch on and it tends to come from, so if if a manager says it, they think, hmm, I'm going to, and then in the next meeting, they will say it. Just use actual words. Yeah, guesstimate as you as you said. Oh God, <laughs> that is a ridiculous word, and there's no need for it because, as you said, we've already got two perfectly good <laughs> words for for an approximation. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> so why put them together? Another one which definitely isn't business speak, but I have seen creeping. It, I imagine it started in America, but I have heard it over here. Burglarize. What? Somebody's house was burglarised. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was burgled. That was something, I get it, we were sort of veering off the topic, but words that annoy us. <laughs> we'll, uh, 
Well, yeah, women on words that annoy us. <laughs> One that really doesn't sit well with me at all, and I've only heard it in recent years, is de-escalate. It's the oddest word. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to decline the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Pop that leftovers in the fridge and deheat it. It's, just, <laughs> it's the oddest word. Is it, do we not have another word for bring down? <laughs> yeah. De-escalate. It's absolute nonsense, isn't it? It really is. Who comes up with this crap? Because you'll see it every now and again that even the news will, you'll see a, a particular word will just sort of find its way into the news mm. and they'll start using it. And I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but you think you're just using that to sound cool. Yeah. There was actually one on the news. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it now, but I've got a feeling that Clive Myrie started it on the... Um, oh, cancelled. <laughs> I don't know why he's been cancelled, but I've seen, a, I've seen a news report this week that he's been cancelled from the news for saying something. Oh, he did, yeah, because he presented Have I Got News For You, didn't Oh, he? that was it, <laughs> he yeah. He made some comments about Boris Johnson. About Bosler, yes. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's been knocked off the news at 10 rotor as a punishment. <laughs> why? I mean, if he'd have gone on Have I Got News For You and not said something about Boris Johnson, then he would have been accused of being part of the BBC bias. <laughs> so it's a lose-lose situation. But he'll be back before long. Well, will he? <laughs> That's knows? the big question, yes. So, yeah, it's not a very thorny theme this week, but it's just one of those things that's cropped up recently, and I thought, you work in an office, you're an old lag at this, I wonder how many irritating buzzwords you've heard over the years that you're just inwardly cringing every time you're here. Mm, there are plenty. I'm, I'm going to start writing them down, and then I'll bring them back on a future <laughs> future episode. Let's circle back. <laughs> yeah, we'll and, circle and, back to this topic. Um, <laughs> and we'll revisit this at a future <laughs> juncture. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. It's time to rate this in Feather Bowers. Oh, God almighty, how do I rate this? <laughs> um, well, it's not the most important topic in the world, so it's going to have to be given a one. It's just deeply irritating. If you are one of these people that uses buzzwords and office Stop. speak, don't do it, because everyone that hears you say it thinks you're a twat. <laughs> Nobody's impressed by it, even your boss. Just let it go. It's not a hugely important issue, but it is. It does annoy. And of course, now that we've spoken about it, it will be there at the forefront of my mind in every meeting that I'm in from now on. So I might have to find a way to de escalate it. Oh, I'm going to give it a two uh, just for the level of annoyance that it causes. <laughs> I'll try and round us off with something slightly less irritating. It's Screening Queens. Hey. And it's a programme which there are no queens in whatsoever. It's The Office. Right. I first saw The Office when it came out, or oh, 20 odd years ago. And at the time, I was the only one of my mates that had worked in an office. Mm. And none of them got it. But if you've ever worked in an office, oh, hell yes. It's the level of, oh, just I can't watch more of than one of these at once, mm. awkwardness, that uh, only Faulty Towers has <laughs> achieved. 
you can't watch more than one Faulty Towers. They're just so, oh my God, it's just getting worse <laughs> and worse with every, like, you just, oh God. So yes, uh, unfortunately, I have worked with people in offices <laughs> like David Brent and every single variation of character that's in it. And if you've not worked in an office, you probably won't fully get it. But yeah, that's pretty on the money. Have you seen it? I haven't because I cannot stand Ricky Gervais. But I have seen clips of it and I completely understand what you mean because I think one of the reasons why people like it so much is because that is exactly what it, it is. Like. It, it's funny because it's so awful. It's yeah. painfully on point. Mm. Uh, it's not a comfortable watch because it, that is, oh, yes. 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 Much as like I can't stand the man, he writes and plays characters who are deeply unlikable and that's why people watch them yes because I, I don't know if you've seen Afterlife no I have seen Afterlife I think it for me Afterlife went off the boil in the third series I think it was a stretch too far and I'm glad that it's all wrapped up because I think they'd, to be quite honest they've probably gone as far as they could go in the end of the mm. first series right and he doesn't usually do more than two series of anything so that everything he writes is still it's still relatively fresh even when it finishes yeah uh, so I think it was a mistake to the third one, but uh, yes, I thought Afterlife is the best thing he's done. Because I'm not particularly fond of The Office, but it does nail on point what we're mm. talking about in this episode. The only other thing that I'm really fond of that Ricky Gervais has done is uh, it's an animated series. Him, Stephen Merchant and Carl Pilkington, yeah. they did a, a long-running podcast and HBO took it and made it into a sort of Hanna-Barbera animated series. <laughs> It's a long way off topic, <laughs> but it's an animated version of their podcast and it is insanely brilliant. It's absolutely, hands down, my favourite thing that he's ever done. Wow. Yeah, uh, because it's just him and his mates having a, a chat over a podcast. Can you imagine why <laughs> yes. that would appeal to what? someone like me? That sounds like a great idea. It's, I know, we should do that ourselves <laughs> sometimes. But The Office, for anyone that wants a real cringe about what it's like <laughs> to work in an office, that will nail it down very hard indeed. Excellent. Thank you very much. We'll wrap up. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm, gonna say- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to. Uh, we'll just call... We'll, we'll call shut this down, bring it to a close, and, uh, you know... <laughs> we'll be back very soon. Thanks for listening. Coolio. <laughs> Nine Bob Node featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.